Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Woo! Tim, I got something that I want to get out of the way at the beginning of this episode. Let's get it out. Is it true Uh that you spent six grand and you're going to the Super Bowl? Did you really spend $6,000 on a ticket? No. No, I did not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Those prices are absurd for that. I have... I have no, I have no sort of income that would support such an endeavor, and if I did, I still can't say I'd do it for a Rams Bengals Super Bowl. Right, made the first one at SoFi. I don't care. No, do, I didn't is do it, it. Is it because? Do you think it's because it's the Rams that are in it, or do you think that it's because it's in LA? I mean, those prices are absurd. I can't tell the difference. I can't. Because um, people, do people really was, care? Or was the Rams? But here's the thing: before it was sure to be the Rams. It was a bit cheaper, not much. I'm talking like a thousand dollars for the cheapest seat, cheaper, like five grand to sit in the room. Now it's six, seven grand to sit in the room. Right. Um. You know, but like maybe the Rams still being possible, and not only that, but you know, looking like a legitimate team that could get it. Maybe, maybe that's why it's so high. But it's the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, the city that loves to not care about sports until they're very important sports, <laughs> yeah. uh, including about their own teams. And Jack's price is way, way up. Right. I, I can't. I can't imagine the the damage is much less than a grand, maybe a grand and a half, maybe at most two grand if it's not the Rams. But it could be the same price at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean, really don't you, think, you could go I don't to other Rams hometown inflation. I don't. I don't. I don't see that. No. You could go to other Super Bowls for like. A thousand bucks. Yeah. To get in the room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. I've never seen that before. And it, it and has listen, to be. Like, SoFi's beautiful. I went for the preseason game. You know, I did yeah, the yeah. Pats game. Um, I did it mental, mental to pay $7,000 to be way up. I mean, it's got to be because. Above the, above the Jumbotron up. Like right. That top, that top, top is. Go look at the stadium. Go look at photos of the stadium. Wow. High, high above. You know, new stadium. Every seat's good, bro. There's already the conversation about how why why watch football at live versus television. Like you don't, you get a fraction of it. You know, you get a fraction of the game. You get a fraction of what's going on. You don't really know what's going on when you're live at a football game as much as you do if you're watching it on television. I mean, I wouldn't oh, say God's that. name, dude. Seven, seven. I, I would if I spent seven grand on a Super Bowl party, it'd be the best Super Bowl of my life. Yeah, <laughs> if I spent seven grand to sit in the top seat. I'm out. Yeah, what am I doing? Well, don't don't forget that you're paying seven thousand dollars to see Mary J. Blige at dude, halftime. You know, I know, and I don't know where you're at with the halftime show. I'm ecstatic. I'm, I'm stoked. so excited. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm very stoked. very I mean, excited. There's a possibility we're let down. I doubt it, though. I'm just, this is the most excited I've been about a halftime show since I can ever remember. Truly. I don't remember ever being, like, very excited for a halftime show. So I'm be- very excited for this one. Because you and I are both, like, fans of essentially everyone that's doing the halftime show and yeah. have been for years, I want to ask you, do you feel upset, because I do, that Ice Cube is not part of this? I do. How do you have LA without Ice Cube? Man, uh, unless a, unless for I just some feel reason like there's no snubbery. I I just I you know him and Dre are still boys. Like I really don't. 
I don't believe like there's any malice in it. Maybe he didn't want to do it. Maybe I don't know. Unless it's I a just... secret thing. But at the same time, here's the thing. Yeah, right. right. Watch Cube come out and uh, a week from Sunday, though. Here's you know? the other thing. <laughs> Ice Cube turned down $9 million to make a movie because he wouldn't get vaccinated. Now, is that why he's not doing it? Because they said you got to be vaccinated to get in. Man, that's interesting. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Of course it turns into that conversation. If it's that, that's... I'm just I'm just throwing out all the all of the things that I have that it could possibly be, you know. But, but I still the think there's. But here's you, the thing: I, th- I think you can be an unvaccinated player and play. Okay, so I know then that's not be, it. I, I know you can't be an unvaccinated. Well, no. Here's the thing: you can also be. You don't have to be vaccinated to go. I don't believe you have to have a negative test. So, I don't know. And also, I would imagine that the talent is a little bit different than the fans. You know, like, but I would imagine too. But you know, when, when you hear shit with players in the NBA and all all this, uh, you know. It, this is why that's why we're having a conversation about it. It might be the case. Sure, I just you know maybe he did turn it down behind the scenes. Maybe they didn't ask him. Whatever the reason is, I just feel like with that big of a halftime show with all of those people, half of them not even from California. Why is Ice Cube not on that? It's weird. I think it's weird. It's weird, but yeah. Anyways. But it's also not all L.A., right? I mean, Eminem. No, that's why I say uh, half of them aren't yeah. even from yeah. L.A. or California oh, yeah. at all. You meant like the, I thought you meant like the fans. No, oh, yeah. no. I, I mean, Mary J. Blige, New York, Eminem, uh, Detroit. I mean. We also we also got to remember that Ice Cube owns a, you know, sports league. I don't know if there's anything. So he doesn't want to feed the you know. pockets of another sports league? Or he can't, you know, I don't know if there's conflicts of interest or he can't promote the big three at NFL event. Who knows? Who knows? Interesting, interesting uh, situation. I just, you know, I, I was I was bummed when I didn't see him on that uh, lineup there. Yeah. No, I agree. No matter what, it's going to hey, be a cool show. Maybe maybe we'll be surprised. I, I, I guarantee you that there's someone who's going to come out, at least one or two people who are not mentioned very happy to see the people that are on there, though. It's all it's all great. Like it's going to be a great show, regardless of if there's so any fun. surprises or or anything. You know, I'm looking forward to it a lot. And I wasn't so even, fun. to be honest with you, I wasn't even really going to watch the Super Bowl. If it was Chiefs and and Rams, I wasn't going to watch it. Yeah, uh, I was going to watch the halftime show probably the next day. But now that right. that uh, I'll go as far as saying, aside from Mac Jones and the Patriots. Burrow is my favorite quarterback to root for. All right, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm picking a second team kind of guy, but I definitely want to see him win. I think it'd be cool, but I wouldn't be against Stafford winning. He's, he's a, uh, likable guy as well. But anyways, we, we're going real far into the Super Bowl talk here. But go, yeah. go, Joe Burrow, go Ice Cube. I yeah. guess, I, I guess we can start talking about basketball and hockey at this point. Well, seeing I, as I, that's feel like what our we, podcast I feel like is. we would be remiss if we didn't address one other football topic. Okay. Oh, you're really gonna do it? You're really gonna do this we'll one? Just keep it. We'll just keep it short and sweet. There's a guy who played for the Buccaneers. I'm not sure what he did for the 20 years before that, but then he was on Michigan at one point. Uh, he retired from the oh, NFL after man. six or seven Super Bowl rings, some insane number. Anyways, 
Uh, Tom Brady has retired. I don't buy it. You bu- uh, you buy it. Uh, I don't you, know. Maybe, wait, wait, wait. maybe he is done. You don't buy that he retired? <laughs> I literally don't think. I, I don't think. I really don't buy. No, he retired. But I don't buy that he won't play another snap in the NFL. Ever. What? This yeah. is news to me. We we haven't had this conversation. What? All right. Well, I guess we're not going to pave through it very easily then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you think that he's going to play again? I think there's a chance. Where? The best the best option. <laughs> the best option in your eyes is probably New England. No, no, no. Where? You need Dude, I don't know. It's, it depends how. Oh, you, oh, you're up. just saying whatever the best option is available for him. Yeah, best receiving core. Jeez, everything. This is this is out of. I did not see this coming. Yeah, well, I don't buy it. It's all a charade. He did not. He never did say the word retirement, did he? He said, "I can't give it my all right now." Yeah, so he means like I'm gonna go work out for a year, and then I'm gonna go sign with San Francisco and play a year there, win a Super Bowl, and then retire. Okay, so you so you're on it too. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I want to go. Thank you, Brady. I don't, the thing was we talked about the not mentioning New England thing. I just think it's weird. I don't think he owes us anything. There's been different like, stuff happened since then, though. There have, yeah, whatever. I don't want to talk. Thank you. I, all that's all I want. Absolutely. Say about Thank you, thank you, Tom Brady. Mag- magnificent to gr- grow up from the age of eight to the age of f- grown man under your absolute wizardry as, as a quarterback. You know, it's wild because I was talking to somebody about this today, and it was like, especially for somebody like my brother, right, who's 23, I believe, his whole entire life was right. championships. So it was like, if the Patriots weren't winning, the Red Sox were winning, and then the Celtics yeah. won, and the Bruins won, and then the Patriots won a bunch more times, and it's like, it just always was winning. So it's yeah. the most fun childhood you could ever have, and we had that I, as well. But yeah, we also but I got remember to kind I of, remember '97 when we were in the Super Bowl. I remember that I was five. Yeah, I do remember that, and then I remember like them sucking. Or right, it's them supposedly sucking for those three years to the point of like disownment. Like everyone seemed to hate them thereafter. You know, b- before we got Belichick. Yeah, um, in that little bit of time, I, I remember everybody loving uh, Bill Parcells. I can not, and then everyone hating it. I don't know who Pete Carroll. Uh, you know, <laughs> I guess it was yeah, <laughs> gum chewer, the gum chewing gunslinger himself. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been that for all of our franchises, you know. It's when you just look at crazy, these like four, four sport towns, to think about how um, fortunate we were as like fans of every, uh, like we're fans of all four major sports teams in in Boston. Yeah, and it's just like you're never gonna see this. We're never gonna see this again in our lifetime for our team, and probably not for any other, you know, any other um, city as well. Like. It'd be crazy to see any city do that. It's yeah. rare to have your teams win at the same time so often. You know, it's almost impossible, and it just it just happened, and we got so lucky. And you know, and I, I know this is lopping off a few titles, but if you had to take ten years out of it, I'd you go like twenty two two thousand three to twenty thirteen. Insane. Every every yeah. all four win. All four win at least once in that. Yep. In that frame, it's crazy. And two win multiple times. Yeah, and two visit mo- multiple times. Right. 
the the ones we happen to do a podcast about. Right. <laughs> Which unfortunately, there's not a lot to talk about for those two teams this week, seeing as it's we're approaching the All Star break here. Bruins are on a little bit of a break, and Celtics are going into the All Star game as well. Or All Star is it this weekend? No, we got. Uh, I think we got a few more games. Okay. Um, I think we got till next week. Okay. I think the All Star games next week because we just had them announced today. Oh right. Uh, the everyone was announced today. So no, we're playing through. It actually might be the weekend. Oh, dude, yeah, the All Star weekend isn't until uh, the the weekend of the eighteenth. So, you so see we got two weeks. People are petitioning, we got, but to... we have, uh, you know, as of the time of this recording, we have seven days. Seven days from now, the trade deadline will have passed. Ooh, yeah. Which is the, which is the, uh, I guess the talking point. There's also we would be absolutely remiss if we didn't mention that the Celtics are hot right now. Go on. Won Eleven out of the last thirteen. The Jays absolute freaks in January. Marcus Smart's been back for six games, and we're five and one with them. Defensive rating first overall, net rating first overall in that time, offensive rating fourth overall at that time, assists seventh, I think. Trade them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trade high, trade well, high. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Well, him, Josh Richardson. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder going guys. for free. Oh, man, Schroeder can, I don't know. I, I wanted it to work with Schroeder, but, like, really, it's just like, you know, we've talked about this time and time again. You can't resign him, and it's not really it for this year. I don't know. Hopefully someone wants to take someone, you know, the Cavs could use a point guard. What do you want to give us? Give us Lori Markinen or something. <laughs> I don't think we're getting anything. Do you think no, we're getting cap I mean, relief or salary relief? Yeah, I believe, yeah, he will. That's the thing, right? There's like another little bit to go that, to get under the luxury tax. So I do think we will see one Celtics move, if anything, to, and it's going to be to get under the cap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, uh, the Celtics are hot right now. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it's I still kind of watch like between my like my fingers over my eyes, but um, but so far it's it's been really it's been it's been okay. I've been able to take my hands off my face a little bit here and there, and it's it's a strange feeling after this year. It's weird. It's weird, but it's like they're doing it. They're doing the thing, and then you look at our record with blown games in the last. We're five and twelve, I think, when the when the game's on the line in the last five minutes. If you flip that, we we don't talk about this team being bad at all. We don't talk about moves, right? If you flip that, their record is like they have like thirteen losses on the year. But I I, I did it the other day, or something, I don't know, something like that, and it's just I don't know. You know, there's there's an argument to be made that this team is. I mean, there, there's evidence that this team is a lot better than they've played. Can they stay there? Can they commit to it? They're starting to pass the ball, move the ball around a lot more. Marcus Smart said specifically after the win yesterday that the Jays are moving the ball, not only moving the ball more, but making the right passes in the right plays. Uh, Marcus, I think, has kind of stopped being as much of a spastic shooter. That can always come back. All it takes is uh, an idea in his brain. Um, But I don't know. Right now, everyone is playing how they should be, and it's a lot of fun to watch. So then let me ask you this, because I think about this with the Bruins sometimes, and it's like if everybody on this team was playing Good. Nobody was playing bad. Nobody was playing amazing. As I, you know, you need Tatum and Brown to play basically amazing to be a contender. But if everybody on this team is playing good, and those two guys are really hot, do you see this team needing to make any moves? Do you would you see them as like still a piece away? Because I still don't feel like with the current roster, regardless of how they play, I don't think that they can beat anybody. 
Not anybody. I shouldn't say that. I mean anybody deep in the playoffs. How about that? Um, Because all the teams the biggest, that they play are tough, man. Would they, they would end up playing down the road. I think the question is, is, is you know, when, with the NBA, it's, it's do you have your core? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, it's build around your core. And I think the big, I think that's what the discussion this year has been with, you know, trade Jalen and trade Jason. All that is, that is throwing a flag and saying we don't have a core. I think we have a core. We have three starters who shouldn't go anywhere in Robert Williams, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. I believe in Marcus Smart's ability to be a point guard. I think his assist numbers speak for themselves and they're only getting better. Um, I believe in him as a fourth member of that. Now you come into play with who is our we do you do a four or do you have Tatum like bump up and you start Richardson? I think that's a better lineup. Horford we've talked about, isn't it? Like applying the minutes and there is no scoring off the bench. Eddie House and Brandon Bass were were uh were at the Celtics game the other night to uh to celebrate 2010's night and someone mentioned to Eddie House it's like they have the Celtics haven't had a lights out score like you off the bench since 2008 and he's like nah they really haven't that's a huge issue we've not had bench scoring since 2008 um i just uh, you know i don't think the cast of characters is what it needs to be but i do think our core is there uh, my my argument being that i think marcus can be a part of that core obviously i'm i've told you i've said it i'm not i'm not backtracking on it i'm willing to entertain discussions about marcus but they better be wins we better win those trades um because right now i i just think he, he's playing like such an asset that you cannot give them up i mean i would agree i think that but the, that's the issue is that then in a month he could be ice cold again yeah and it, that's yeah. the struggle but that's the struggle with the nba like i'm not saying it is i mean him. look at look at everybody talking about james harden right now yeah they're saying he's dead they're saying he's a, i heard today on zach lowe's podcast he's a better shooting russell westbrook that's the only problem with russell westbrook I just feel like he, shoot. he like, gives what are you up. Saying? He just got named to the all-star team. Like, yeah, he's had a few terrible nights. Right. Look who he's playing with. Right. The Nets are are broken around around those guys who aren't playing right now. Like, there's it's crazy. Six-game losing streak for the Nets. I Six wouldn't game. take him. What, I, Harden? I would not. I mean, no. I mean, you, you I, gotta you got to give up on the Jays anyway for money alone. But. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, but I think Philly. I still think Philly should. Do you see that that people are pushing to get Jalen Brown into the All Star game because who KD's out? I I mean I I th- I I wanted to look at the numbers before this podcast. I don't think Jalen was snubbed. No, because I didn't because I didn't think he played enough games. But if he, he got had, called in, I do think he has the numbers. Yeah. yeah, right. But just to address it, because like this is this is the talking point of sure. today, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't think Jalen was snubbed because of the few, how few games he played. However, there was a lot of guys on those lists who, again, I didn't look at the numbers, but I feel like missed about as much time as he did, uh, who got in. So I'd be curious about comparing those stat lines. But yeah, I mean, if he's not in the conversation of a reserve, I mean, in voting alone, he was he he was right in that right in there. Um. I think Miles Bridges also didn't make it, but Miles is a forward. I don't know. None of it really makes sense to me. The player voting and all that. There's an, there's something interesting about how Tatum. It was I don't know if it was Tatum or Brown was voted lo- lesser than Miles Bridges, which is just weird. How his peers view Miles Bridges better than Tatum? Like, do other players in the NBA not like Tatum? It's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. 
But in anyways, shout out to Jason Tatum who is in. Jalen Brown would be a fantastic reserve. Let's he go. Deserve that. He's had a great year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm team. I'm down to do something, but I I think Brad's outlook on like I'm only going to do something if it helps this team. Uh, and how how down pat he stood with that, and how annoying it is to the Boston media, and how they're trying to paint him like a, a villain who doesn't know what he's doing about this. I think it's perfect. Keep writing that. I think the media is wrong, and he's doing all everything right. But the, he's been again perfect at this job so far to me. He hasn't done anything incredible, but he hasn't blown anything. He hasn't lost a single trade from the player except from the trade exception, getting that back from Fournier to moving Kemba, getting Al back, just. He's made good moves. This Wancho move is is again could be very beneficial. I don't we'll see. I, uh, I, I I believe Brad is picking up the phone a lot. Here's I my really thing: do. is I don't think that people understand or um maybe not maybe give enough credit. If you're not losing trades or you're not losing, you're not doing bad things, then that's a win. Like. How many GMs or how many presidents or whatever have we seen that have made stupid moves and have ruined teams and done all that? And, like, if you're not making bad decisions, to me, that's a win. Like, maybe right. you're not doing everything perfectly. You also got to give this guy a little bit of time. I mean, so far, he's been doing a great job for being a first year. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense why people are like, he, he's trash. Right. Whereas, you know, Coach still kind of trotting out some questionable lineups. We're seeing a lot of these things that I've said I've wanted to see. And, again, just to remind our near and dear listeners, welcome back. We're idiots. You're listening to two idiots talk um, <laughs> who who do have opinions, and they're okay. Uh, I don't understand a lot of Udoka's lineups from earlier in the season. Why was Schroeder playing over Josh Richardson down the stretch? Look at Richardson's defense alone. Look at what he did on offense last night, the time you're listening, two nights ago. I mean, this guy can ball, and he's playing like, and he's the only sort of spark that we have off the bench, and he's the only guy who should be playing in that fifth spot down the stretch, in my opinion. And now we're doing that, but it's just like, talk about that 5-12 and 12 record where we're losing games in the last five minutes. Why is Dennis Schroeder on the floor over Josh Richardson? These are, these are valid questions to me, and I, I don't understand what Ime does a lot of the time. I'm not out on Coach Udoka. Um and obviously this 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 momentum right now is is good and I and I did say that I think it was going to take time for us to get to where we're trying to go. Uh and I don't think we're there yet by any means and I think there's going to be a lot more trials and up and down, but it, I, I think it's trending in a better direction. Do you think that there's in any world he gets fired at the end of the season? Absolutely not. Okay. Just curious. I don't. I mean, I just I think that's the stability of that job you have under Brad Stevens and Wick Grosbeck, who are both very excited to get him in here. Give him some time um, to figure it out, too. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, Brad can't expect someone to come in and do what he did, in my right. opinion. And, uh, you know, just getting the amount the things that he pulled out of certain players, you know, Jordan Crawford's story alone, getting him to a borderline all star position on a uh, horrible Boston Celtics franchise. <laughs> It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, I think I think these things take time. Um, I think everyone knows that this is not the championship contending team, so to fire him wouldn't make sense to me in general when you're already kind of 
it's acknowledged that you don't have the the roster to do it. So firing him would seem wrong at the at that point to me. You know, yeah. I, I think I think it takes I think it takes a bit for people to establish a culture. You know, like I I don't feel like Chauncey Billups has gone into Portland and by any means solidified that team. That team's in that team's in in flames right now. Uh, like figuring out whether they get rid of everybody or and tank or whatever they do. Uh, Jason Kidd seems to be striking some ground, but I don't think he's like, it's still Rick Carlisle's world, even though Rick Carlisle's updating in Indiana or uh, coaching in Indiana, Indiana. It's just like, I, I, I don't believe any of the, I'm sure there's a culture, but it takes time to get everybody on board up and down. Not to and mention he's, he's not really Udoka. butting heads with, with players or anything like that. So that's not a problem either. No, no. He's, I mean, I, he has, I, he has, he, he, I mean, he's. He's flat out honest in the in the media. This this team is weird in the sense that it calls people out in the media, which is usually such a deterrent and such a red flag and such a thing that is the best way to piss off your teammates, is the best way to ruin relationships, all this stuff. This team just constantly talks shit to about each other to the media and takes it. Like no one seems to be personally pissed. I remember Udoka was like, he's not like Jalen Brown's not playing up to his potential or his ability. And uh and he said that right to the media. And the media goes, oh, Jalen, like, can you believe he said this? And he's like, yeah, he's right. You yeah, know? that's the thing. He's not lying. He's just no. saying what's happening. And people are like, players seem to be taking responsibility I think you should for be allowed, it. Yeah, I think you should be allowed to be called out in the media. And if there's credence to it, you should you should be like Jalen Brown. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not. He's right. Yeah. The coach is right. I got to I, I can I can play not to mention coaches saying you can play better than you're playing right now. You know, which is a fact, essentially, essentially a, a fact, but not only a fact, but a compliment. Like you are a better player than what you're performing right now. Right. You know, I, I don't know. And, but like, you know, there's the players only meeting and all this stuff. We talk about the talking about the players only stuff like the, it's coming out with the nets that like Kyrie Irving was asked about a player on only meeting. He's like, and he, he said something along the lines of I've been in, a, in enough of those to not tell you guys if it's happening or not. <laughs> Which is like that, but that just like lets you in on how taboo they are and how talking right. to the media is not really a thing. And the, I mean, Udoka's transparency to the media, I I think is perfect because I, I, I find that he, he also calls himself out. So I, yeah, it's, it's just weird how this team seems to be the exception of you can go and just rip on somebody in the media. And if you're right, it's, it's, it's no sweat off anyone's back. He's like, you're right. And that, that like people, the people seem to take that and, and turn like light the fire under their ass. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, do you want to shift our focus over? You have anything else on the Celtics as of right now? No, not right now. Oh, there was a rumor that we were going to trade Josh Richardson and either Aaron Neesmith or uh, Romeo Langford and maybe a first round pick for Malik Beasley. A massive overpayment. I'm glad it didn't work out. That's all I got. Okay, interesting. That w- that would yeah. be very interesting and very uh, polarizing. It would. Yeah. Is Malik going to come off the bench? Is he going to start? Why are you giving up two bench players for one? Is he that much better? And a the first rounder. The pick is over the top for yeah. me. But yeah. Well, we have another All Star, and there's a couple things that I want to talk about with this. So. Patrice Bergeron is going to the All-Star game, participating in the skills competition, all that good stuff. Um, This could very well be Bergeron's last All-Star game. 
And I, the reason I say that is because, is you know, fourth. This is his third, I believe, and then he did like a, um, when he was a rookie or when he was early on in his career, he did like a young guns game or something they called it. It was like a oh in two thousand four. Yeah. yeah, super super early. Okay, I think Raycroft also did it at the time. So, um, but I, I say that it could be his very his last All Star game because regardless of whether he continues to play or whatever happens. You know, he may not be the candidate for the All-Star game in the next few seasons or whatever it may be. Like, look, I said this before. I, I said this to Marina when she was on here, and I've said this to you. You know, we are witnessing the end of his career. And what I mean by that is, like, we're not going to see him play for 15 more years. We may see him play no. for a couple or whatever it may be, but we're also yeah. we're also at a point where he's he's refusing to re-sign right now. I don't know how much right. of this you've heard. No. So basically, I don't know what the reasoning is. I can't tell if it's because he's contemplating retirement. I can't tell if he is angry with the the management not doing clearly enough to get us to where we need to be to potentially win a cup. If he wanted to win another cup and go somewhere else, I, I don't know. I, I honestly can say that I can't handle Patrice Bergeron going and playing for another team. I've had enough. Tom Brady was was the worst. Zdeno Chara wasn't easy either. I I can't I cannot have Patrice Bergeron go to another team. I could it, it would be twice as hard as either of those two combined. It's it's man I can't even imagine it. But I I think it from what I'm get what I'm feeling from what he's saying it seems like it's a decision on do I want to keep playing or do I want to spend the time with my family or whatever it may be. So. I mean, we'll know, we'll get some more information this offseason, obviously, but we'll see how everything goes. He could be waiting to see what they do at the deadline, see if they even act like they care about improving this team before next year. I think that the actions of the front office are going to speak volumes to Bergeron, you know, moving forward. Um, but anyways, he is going to the All-Star game. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching him play, watching him participate in the skills competition, do all that stuff. But, you know, it's I'm, I'm enjoying all of this, watching him play every night at the Garden when I'm there or on the road or whatever it may be or playing in the All-Star game because this is we're watching the end of, of the career. It's like the same thing when we were watching Brady, even on the Bucks. It's like I'm not going to see many more snaps like. This this game could be the last one. Next game could be the last one. You know. See, I never felt that. I didn't even feel that in the Rams game. Well, I, I I felt that because there were obviously rumblings of him retiring, and if they had won the Super Bowl, I think he would have retired regardless. Man, um, I've been hearing rumblings of that guy retiring for nine years. It's true, but come I, on, I know. But again, it's the same thing like Bergeron. You weren't going to see him play for five more years. It just wasn't going to happen. No, I mean, yeah. So it's like, who knows when the last one is going to be? If the truth of the matter is that he's pissed at the front office, shake up the front office. If if it comes out where, like, Bergeron was to leave and then down the road he's like, you know, I really wasn't happy with blah, blah, blah. They, you know, Sweeney wasn't giving me what I thought we he could. plays in another jersey, man. Dude, I, I will. That's not. That's my I'm fire Sweeney forever if if he's plays under the jersey. Same. Especially if it's if, especially if it's one in French Canada. 
It, that is not going to happen. Don't even. Do not even. Okay. I just, it's just tough. Okay. I, I careful. Mean, yeah. Care, careful. Careful what you think will never happen. Careful. He, hear me out. I know that there's this like joke, this rumor thing going around that Patrice Bergeron is going. They're going to try to poach him and get him to go to, to, uh, to Montreal. Yeah. Why would he go to a team that isn't any good? If he was going to leave the Bruins home. to go He's to home. another, no. It it no, it's not going to happen. He's not going to go to a team for no reason that isn't good, and is, they're like they literally have like eight wins this year. He doesn't have to pretend that he knows how to speak English anymore. He, he knows how to speak perfect English. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But anyways. Uh, oh, oh. It's, I'm going to be pissed if it's the latter. That's my that's my take. Well, let's not even think about Furious. it. Furious. Two things that I want to touch I, on before. I the worst in life, Andrew. That way you never <laughs> let down. That's true. We've we've been through a lot recently. We haven't. Yeah. Um, the worst. That way anything less than that is good. Yeah. Couple things I want to touch on before we end this episode uh, is we I, I got the first look at the Seattle Kraken the other day. Yeah, you did. I did, and the, and it was cool. I mean, it was cool to see the jerseys and all that stuff up up close and see the team. And they're terrible, but we still barely squeaked squeaked a win out there. Um, what the hell was that? It was bad, man. It should have been like seven to two, and it was three to two or whatever it was. But oh, yeah. but um. Right. You know, it was cool seeing a new franchise again. We well, obviously we saw Vegas and and uh, that was only a few years ago, but it it was cool. And I wish that I was going out there this year to see them play in Seattle, but the ticket prices are still ridiculous, regardless of how bad the t- the team is. Excuse me. Uh, so I'll be going. Expensive city, man. I'll be going a few uh, probably next season when the hype dies down because of how bad they actually are. But it's inc- incredible that they can ride such a hype train. Good for them. They're going to need it. So yeah, they needed to pay for that like billion dollar arena. Oh, man, they're garbage. They're really bad. <laughs> it's it's just like they. I just I think the expansion draft is tremendously set up in your favor, and I'll, I won't understand a lot of their picks forever. Yeah, they they picked some good players. It's just that the team isn't. They sure together. did. The but other, they didn't build a. And I'm not saying they needed to build a cup ready team, but. Vegas even making the playoffs was well. They should have more than fourteen wins. How about that? The opportunity was there. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but like, I don't know if this roster should is. I guess what I'm saying. So it's just like their front office. I this guy ain't it. Whoever he is, sorry, bud. So they they doing your best. Basically said that nobody is untouchable on that roster, which means that you can pick and choose who you want to put an offer in on for a trade. So I don't see why the Bruins wouldn't at least you know, negotiate on some player like Giordano would be a good addition to this team. Yeah. If Jordan Everly would be a good addition to this team. Yep. If we had to give up just a, like, you know, DeBrusque and a, a yeah. prospect that they're looking to build with, then go for it. What does it hurt? Also, also dude, just like close your eyes for a second. And just like, like squeeze them and just like really mm-hmm. trying to picture it. Okay. Like, Jake DeBrusque looks pretty sick in a Kraken jersey, right? <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Oh, I'm in. Give me. Give me anybody. I'll go. <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the skill stuff. It's gonna be cool. Um to to wrap this episode up though, I wanna I'm tired I, of the participation I, shit though. Let's say that. I'm glad that you bring up the skills competition because this is what I wanted to end on. 
I don't know if you heard about this crazy new game or yeah, whatever it is. 21 and then the Bellagio fountain. Yeah, I read it. Right. Read all that. So it's insane. They're, they're going to boat these guys out to the middle of the, the goofy. Bellagio uh, fountain and whatever. Fountain, yeah. it, it'll probably look cool on TV. It's Vegas. I mean, it's all for the, sh- the show anyway. But we had a lot of fun thinking about what what games should be in the Olympics back when. So I want you to think of a game or make up a game that you think should be in the skills competition next okay. all-star game. Like, do you have any any ideas or suggestions? Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, this one you got to do without fans, but it's, it's, uh, it's checking force. And so you get this little, like, dummy body, and you just try to get guys to just put it through glass. <laughs> Just biggest checks, just guys bulldozing into dummies. Um, now, I would love like uh, I, I really this is, I I don't know. I would the just some of the ones they've come up with are goofy to me. Like it's just so forced. Sure. Like, I was watching this highlight today of this like that like passing that three way passing one where like they the got little nets. the pass where it's like five inches oh, off the ice in yeah. the back of the circle. It's just like what's the, the why why do we care why are we watching guys pass accuracy and shot accuracy right I don't know I I, th- I just think like hockey is such a physical sport and none of these skills really attribute physicality obviously we don't want injuries or anything like that but is there a way to like I don't know what if it's race to the puck I don't know man I I don't have the creativity for it but somebody who knows the game a lot better could make it a lot more interesting also I want a shot contest like a dunk contest now that everybody does the uh, I don't know. They're they're since they did it in the game, they're they're calling it the Michigan net first now. Yeah, or yeah, where they pick yeah. the puck up. I want to see like an and one shooting. Yeah, on a goalie, like that. That I think is dope. Like just the just the filthiest little breakaway shot you can do. I have a couple fun ones that I've been thinking about. All right. So again, I mean, this is all. They're all silly. They're all stupid. It is what it is. Like the that's the whole point of the all star skills competition and stuff to like have some funny stuff too but what if you had a contest where each player had to shoot with their opposite hand like they're non-dominant they had to use if they're a righty they have to use a lefty stick and shoot lefty and like try to do some accuracy type of thing like it would just be funny for fans to watch that i'm sure that most of them could probably do it anyway but no that's what i'm saying To, to find out who's the most ambidextrous would be fascinating right or, or what about, like, a? I don't know how you would get away, how you would do this one, but some sort of, like, team, not a, I don't know, I want to call it a triathlon, but, like, there's, say there's, like, five challenges, and you have to get through, whoever finishes all five challenges first wins. So, like, I don't know, like Berge- Bergeron first shoots at, the, at all the targets. Once he hits the targets, he passes off the stick or whatever it is to the next guy and he does whatever the next challenge is and whoever whichever team ends it first would win the whole thing. It's like a relay kind of like a Yeah, like a relay. relay. Yeah. I like that. I mean, you could just combine the the activities they have now into that. Right. Someone does a lap, someone has to hit all, you know, hit all the targets. Also, I was I was watching NHL uh Instagram has been great for like past NHL skills competition. Yeah. Uh, footage and like mic'd up stuff to promote 
the upcoming skills. It's made me personally way more excited, even though I'm watching like clips of Ray Bork from ancient days and knowing <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to see Ray Bork. Right. But uh, it, it's been really interesting. But it, I, I did love how uh, they used to like have the styrofoam plates that they would have to shoot at. Yeah, it was so much cooler. Way cooler. But now it's LED. Yeah. Like they're waste conscious or something. <laughs> but when you used to hit them, they would explode. Oh, sick! Yeah. But I, that, but then there was the ones where they'd rip it so hard that you couldn't even tell if they hit it or not. Yeah, it just went right through. Yeah, like right through, and the, the the plate like went right back, like it was perfect still. Yeah. Oh man! Even the player would shoot at it twice and like get seconds added on, but he already hit it. Yeah. Anyways, I, I I'm excited, man. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun weekend. Um, I still hate the participation trophy of every team sends a guy. Yeah. I hate that. I think that completely. So then you really hate that since Ovechkin is out, Wilson is taking his place, huh? Yeah. All-star Tom Wilson. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break, buddy. Um, last thing about this about the All-Star game and the skills competition. So Dan O'Chara was offered to go and participate in the hardest shot competition and he turned it down. I, kind of I, kind of I, bummed I, about that. Yeah. Does he have a gambling problem? Is he not to be trusted in Vegas? I don't understand that. That's I a, think he probably a, wants to rest, and he knows that he's he's not he could use this time to rest up for. Bro, it's one night. It's yeah. one night out of the week you get off. I know. I know. Film it. Film it at the Islanders. Just 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 film it in. Listen, I'm I'm happy that we don't have to watch him at the All Star game in an Islanders jersey. Okay. I know you are. I'm annoyed by that, though. Speaking of, I will be traveling to UBS again to see the the Bruins take on the Islanders later on this month. Uh, looking yeah. forward to that fun stadium to see Islanders are trash, and that's how we're going to end this episode. Okay, I like that. I got nothing else. <laughs> All right, then that, that's Island, it. Islanders are trash, guys. Islanders Stretch? are trash. Stretched.